Wow. All right, we're gonna. Wait a minute, I can't even get you on here. Alrighty, I'm, I'm playing the proper reason for that. Ain't that a whooping? We've been censored already. Yeah. Okay. Only this time, I thought. Is that right? All right. Now we're in uh, Genesis chapter 7, uh, this July the 31st, uh, Lord's Day Sunday morning. Uh, raining outside. But. Uh, <clears throat> Wonderful inside. Good to be in the house of the Lord. Good to be saved. Good to know you're saved. Hallelujah. I'm glad I know I'm saved. Mm-hmm. And uh, we we'll want to go to the Lord in prayer. And uh, we'll, uh, we'll be teaching out of Genesis chapter 7. Father, we bow our head before you this morning. Lord, just in humility and thankfulness, Father that you're such a loving God. Lord, you're touched by the feelings of our infirmities. Lord, you're never very far from any one of us. And Lord, you're a present help in trouble. And uh, manifold uh, troubles already been mentioned here this morning. Uh, Lord, I want to pray for my friend that everything's well with him. I want to pray, Lord, that uh, I'll hear from him today to know everything's all right. I want to pray for Brother Ed. Uh, Lord, he's got to go to the doctor tomorrow uh, with regards to his eye, Lord, that he might be able to see. Lord, you're the one that formed the eye. Uh, Lord, you're the one, Lord, that, that does the healing. Uh, you, you healed all that, that, Lord, needed healing. You're the great physician. I pray for Brother Ed. I pray you'll minister to him in this matter restore his sight we pray i pray father god lord for mark and Kay. our lord uh, mark still down in his back uh sister k lord uh, lord uh, we just pray with her lord that she said uh, she just had about all she could take we understand that lord uh, i pray for her lord that god you'll uh, not only minister lord to her hurt and to her health but encourage her, Lord. And uh, Lord, I pray for her that she not have to go back on kidney dialysis. I pray, Lord Father, for Carol the same, that she not have to go back on kidney dialysis. Lord, I pray for Ronnie Lindsay, brother yes. Patrick's dad. Uh, Lord, we just pray you'll help him uh, in the matter, Lord, concerning his stomach. Pray for Patrick's mother also. Pray, Lord Father, for Sister Joanne. Pray, dear Father, Lord, for her health. Pray for Brother Eric, for his stomach situation. I pray for Rita. I pray, dear Father, Lord, for uh, Lord uh, Ricky, uh, Rita's brother, uh, Lord, in bad health. We pray for him. Uh, Lord, I pray, Father God, Lord, for uh, the lady that Sister Carolyn cleans her house. She talked about her health was in decline. 
And uh, Lord, just a long list of people. My wife, Lord, she's bedfast for getting encouragement, getting better. I thank you for that. Uh, we just bring these, Lord, to you. Uh, Lord, like they brought the man, uh, Lord, on the bed brought him to Jesus. That's what we're trying to do, Lord, bring these people to you. Lord, that you might help them, uh, that you might heal them. Uh, Lord, that uh, they might be able, Lord, to go a little further. Lord, we, we know, Lord, that you're coming back. And you know, you told us to occupy till you come. And sometimes, Lord, it's not easy to occupy. We're in pain and, Lord, we're distressed and, and uh, many problems to deal with. Uh, we just pray, Lord, you'd come quickly. Pray you'd help us, Lord, until you come. And Lord, bless our efforts in this Sunday school lesson this morning. Uh, we just want to draw from your wells, uh, Lord, your word, uh, that the great treasures and truths that it beholds. We pray you'll help us this morning as we teach. And we'll thank you and praise you for whatever you do. Ask it all in Jesus' name. Amen. We, uh, we ended our lesson last Sunday on verse 16. And uh, it says, And they went in, talking about the ark, and went in male and female of all flesh, as God had commanded him, talking about Noah, and the Lord shut him in. Now this was the will of God, for Noah to build an ark. And it was the will of God for all these animals. Uh, we need to back up really because that verse is just a climax of about six verses. Uh, we'll reread verse 11. In the 600th year of Noah's life, in the second month, the 17th day of the month, the same day where all the fountains of the great deep broken up, and the windows of heaven were opened, and the rain was upon the earth forty days and forty nights. In the selfsame day entered Noah, Shem, and Ham, and Japheth, the sons of Noah, and Noah's wife, and the three wives of his son with him into the ark, they and every beast after his kind, and all cattle after their kind, and every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth after his kind, and every fowl after his kind, every bird of every sort. And they went in unto Noah into the ark, two and two of all flesh, wherein is the breath of life. And uh, like I said, the Lord shut him in, verse 16 Verse 17 says, And the flood. God had told Noah that he was going to send a flood. Uh, it was judgment for the wickedness of man upon the earth. Uh, man will never be too big for God not to judge. And God had given warning. God had waited in the days of Noah. Peter said the long suffering of God waited a hundred and twenty years God had waited. And man had not done anything in that time that God had waited. And this flood was judgment upon the wickedness of man. 
God had used Noah for 120 years, a preacher of righteousness. Noah had preached about a flood. Noah had built an ark uh, to, to the saving of his house. The Bible says in Hebrews uh, chapter 11 that Noah moved with fear to the building of the ark to the saving of his house. But uh, this flood had been mentioned by God and this flood had been mentioned by Noah and they had ears like today that were dull of hearing and they just kind of brushed it off and said, you know, uh, we'll be just fine, Noah. But uh, it says, and the flood was 40 days upon the earth and the waters increased and bare up the ark and it was lift up above the earth and the waters prevailed and were increased greatly upon the earth and the ark went up upon the face of the waters. Brother Mark was teaching and he said the ark had one purpose and it was to float. Right. And uh, that's mentioned here in verse 18. And the ark went up uh, went upon the face of the waters. It went upon the face of the waters. It floated. And verse 19, And the waters prevailed exceedingly upon the earth and all the high hills. They've got a flood going on uh, in eastern Kentucky right now. Parts of Virginia right now. I don't know the total, but the last I heard is over 20 some people. 25. How many? 25 last night. Yeah, 20-some people have already succumbed to the floodwaters. And uh, it is very hilly in eastern Kentucky and in Virginia. Yeah. And it says, The waters prevailed exceedingly upon the earth. And all the high hills yeah. that were under the whole heaven were covered. Fifteen cubits upward did the waters prevail and the mountains were covered. Now, uh, Eastern Kentucky has hills, but uh, it doesn't have what they would call a mountain. But here it says, and the mountains were covered. You know, I thought about this flood of Noah's day. When I think about it, I'm sitting there thinking about Kentucky, you know, the terrain of Kentucky. I can see people trying to climb the hills. I can see them trying to prolong the inevitable trying to live as long as they can, trying to breathe while they can, what they can. But I also thought about uh, Sister Bonnie out in the desert. They're getting a flood too. I thought about, you know, uh, other places that are getting flooded also. And uh, when I thought about that, I thought, wow, uh, you know, the whole world is under this uh, catastrophe, this flood. And uh, it says 15 cubits upward did the waters prevail and the mountains were covered. We're talking about mountains like Mount Everest. We're talking about mountains, uh, the Rock of Gibraltar. I, I don't know very many mountains, uh, but the tallest mountains, it says they were covered. And verse 21 tells you why they were covered and all flesh died that moved upon the earth both of fowl and of cattle and of beast uh, that word beast 
speaks to me like there might have been dinosaurs during this time. I know I've seen in the fossil record uh, dinosaur footprints along with human footprints. And uh, they was either running or chasing one another. But they were together going in the same direction. And it says, And of every creeping thing that creeped upon the earth, notice this, in every man, all in whose nostrils was the breath of life of all that was in the dry land, one word here, died. The judgment of God upon the world was sufficient. God said uh, it repented him that he made man uh, in uh, Genesis chapter 6. And God said uh, here, I will destroy man in verse 7 of Genesis chapter 6. The warning of God. I will destroy man whom I have created from the face of the earth, both man and beast and the creeping thing and the fowls of the air, for it repenteth me that I have made them. It says they all died in verse 22. The fossil record still today is all the proof that's needed to prove there was a catastrophe of a flood upon the world. I know the world's in disbelief. I know they disregard the Word of God. I know they want nothing to do with it. They want nothing to do with Him. They want to breathe His air. They want to drink His water. They want to eat the food that God gives, but they don't want to give thanks to God for anything. I'm just saying this same judgment that God brought, He's going to bring another judgment. And this time, it's not going to rain water. It's going to rain fire. And uh, you can put your fingers in your ears. You can put your head in the sand. You can say, I don't care. I don't believe all you want. I'm telling you, as God waited in the days of Noah, God is waiting right now. And it says He's long-suffering to us, not willing that any perish, but it says they all died right here. Verse 22. It said, And every living substance was destroyed. Now meat, it's all destroyed. Which was upon the face of the ground. No no green herbs. uh, No berries. No apples. Nothing. It's all destroyed. Both man and cattle and the creeping things and the fowl of the heaven, they were destroyed from the earth and Noah only remained alive and they that were with him in the ark and the waters prevailed upon the earth a hundred and fifty days. That's around five months. God sent this judgment. Man provoked it. God provided it. And it was a done deal at this point at the end of Genesis chapter 7. Now, God is merciful. 
gracious, kind, loving, long-suffering. You just can't outdo God. No. But I'll tell you right now, uh, He's also not no respecter of persons. Right. He gave His Son for the sins of the whole world. And I'm glad I received His Son. And the Bible says, He that hath the Son has life. He that hath not the Son of God hath not life. The wrath of God abideth upon Him. The last verse of John chapter 3. Uh, he that believeth on the Son hath everlasting life. And he that believeth not the Son shall not see life, but the wrath of God abideth upon him. This judgment come from the wrath of God. This judgment, uh, I want you to know, Noah found grace. I'm glad I found grace. Amen. And listen, <coughs> his family got in because of Noah obeying God. And uh, your family, uh, you can find grace uh, you can make sure your family makes it to heaven. Noah made it through the judgment. And uh, Noah, uh, I believe that he's in heaven because the Bible says by faith Noah moved. And uh, faith is, uh, without faith you can't please God. The Bible said without faith it's impossible to please God in the book of Hebrews chapter 11. And uh, you know I had enough faith one day to ask God to forgive me of my sins. Right. I had enough faith one day, Brother Head, to believe Him to forgive me of my sins. And I had enough faith to receive Him as my Lord and my Savior. And let me also go so far as to say this. My faith has been under attack ever since April the 27th, 1988. What would you do about it, Brother Eddie? I built up my most holy faith. Uh, I stayed in the Word of God. Romans 10, 17 tells us faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. You're not going to get too far without faith. Noah made it through this judgment because he moved in faith. Uh, Hebrews 11, I'm going to read that and then we'll go on. I'm sorry. I didn't know this lesson was going to go like this. But I'm okay with it. But it says Noah moved with faith. <clears throat> well, it'd help if I was in Hebrews 11. I was in Hebrews 12. I thought, where is it? <laughs> it says, uh, uh, by faith, it says uh, Noah, by faith, Noah being warned of God. You see, God's been warning people. Right. Jesus, when He was here on this earth, He said, repent for the kingdom of heaven's at hand. John Baptist come out of the wilderness. His message was, repent right. for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. The message hasn't changed. And it says, by faith, Noah being warned of God of things not seen as yet. You know, the rapture hasn't happened yet. It's coming. Yeah. And a judgment hasn't happened yet, but it's coming. It's going to rain fire. Not, not rain this time. Not going to be a flood of water. No. says, Warned of God of things not seen as yet, moved with fear, preparing an ark to the saving of His house by which 
He condemned the world and became heir of the righteousness which is by faith. That's what Hebrews chapter 11 verse 7 says about Noah. Noah survived this judgment and his family survived this judgment because he did what God told him to do and he believed God to send this judgment and that's what motivated him to build this ark. Verse uh, Chapter 8 verse 1 and God remembered Noah and every living thing and all the cattle that was with him in the ark. Well, yeah. I'm glad God don't forget us. Amen. I know the Bible said He remembered my frame that I'm but dust. I'm okay with that. And uh, the Bible says I'm poor and needy, yet the Lord thinketh on me. I'm glad He has thoughts about me. He said, I know my thoughts concerning you, uh, that they're good, not evil, to give you an expected end. One day I expect to end up in heaven. Amen. Amen. God, all the cattle was with, with Him in the ark, and God made a wind to pass over the earth yeah. and the waters assuaged. Uh, you know that Grand Canyon, it just didn't happen. God made a wind. And that wind came over the earth to blow dry land again on the face of the earth. You know, if there wasn't a moon out there right now, uh, the world would be flooded with water again. We got what's called high tide, low tide. It's all uh, regulated by the moon. Where the moon is, where the waters will be. God set this whole thing up. And uh, at the end of, I hope we get to the end of chapter 8. At the end of chapter 8 is one of the most uh, prolific verses in the Bible. Uh, you, you can brush away climate change. Now those lies they're trying to peddle today. Many of them are swallowing hook, line, and sinker. But the one set all this up, uh, he made the wind to pass over the earth and the waters of sayed. The fountains also of the deep and the windows of heaven were stopped and the rain from heaven was restrained. I wonder who was in control of this flood. God sent it and God stopped it. Uh, science didn't have a thing to do with it. And the waters returned from off the face or from off the earth continually after the end of a hundred and fifty days the waters were abated right. and the ark rested in the seventh month on the seventeenth day of the month upon the mountains of Ararat and uh, a lot of people uh, have said that they have seen the ark by airplane flying over Mount Eric uh, it's between Russia and Turkey. Uh, there has been expeditions sent up looking for the ark. Some have said they found evidence. I've read several books about people searching for the ark. Uh, it's in communist territory. A father and his son went up there, brought down some evidence of the ark. They were both killed and the evidence destroyed. Don't tell me there's not a devil down here. Verse, you think that'd be good news, amen? Verse 5, And the waters decreased continually until the tenth month. In the tenth month, on the first day of the month, were the tops of the mountains seen. And it came to pass at the end of forty days, 
that Noah opened the window of the ark which he had made and he sent forth a raven which went forth to and fro our Wednesday night uh, service was teaching out of the book of Job and uh, the Lord asked Job where he'd been and or he asked the devil where he'd been there in the book of Job and uh, the devil said he'd been walking to and fro in the earth and I thought about that as I just read this I'll get to it here in a minute good grief preacher can't even find the book of Job Uh, it says here the Lord said to Satan which comest thou then I'm in Job 1 verse 7 uh then uh, Satan answered the Lord and said, From going to and fro in the earth and from walking up and down in it, he's about like a raven. Amen. Uh, this raven uh, says in verse 7, also Job chapter 1 verse 7, said that raven went to and fro until the waters were dried off, uh, dried up from off the earth. Right. He sent forth a dove. The raven never came back. And uh, the raven was content with the carcasses, with the filth uh, from the flood. But this dove, a little different than the raven, also he sent forth a dove from him to see if the waters were abated from off the face of the ground. But the dove found no rest for the sole of her foot. See the difference between a dove and a raven? Uh And uh, she returned unto him into the ark for the waters were on the face of the whole earth then he put forth his hand and took her and pulled her in unto him into the ark and he stayed yet another seven days and again he sent forth the dove out of the ark and the dove came into him in the evening and lo in her mouth was an olive leaf plucked off so no one knew that the waters were abated from off the earth. Uh, you know, this dove here is a big help to Noah. She's bringing back a report and reports good. Uh, there's green uh, leaves out there, uh, vegetables out there. Verse 12, And he stayed yet another seven days and sent forth the dove which returned not again unto him any more. And it came to pass in the 601st year, in the first month, the first day of the month, the waters were dried up from off the earth, and Noah removed the covering of the ark and looked, and behold, the face of the ground was dry. And in the second month, on the seventh and twentieth day, God, He sure puts detail in here. Of the month was the earth dried, and God spake unto Noah, saying, Go forth of the ark, thou and thy wife and thy sons and thy sons' wives with thee. Bring forth with thee every living thing that is with thee of all flesh, both of fowl and of cattle, and of every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth, that they may breed abundantly in the earth, and be fruitful, and multiply upon the earth. You know, God told them, take male and female in there. 
And he said, be fruitful, multiply upon the earth. They couldn't do that without male and female. God told him specifically what to take into that ark. And Noah obeyed the Lord. Brother Eddie. Yeah. I know I'm going to show my ignorance, and I've probably read this countless times. It says in verse 13, it said, Noah removed the covering of the ark. Yeah. What is that covering? I'm thinking it's the door that God shut him up. Okay. I think it's what it is. Okay. Uh, it's the way out of the ark. And uh, they looked, and behold, the face of the ground was dry. And uh, I don't know, but that's what I think it is. It doesn't specify, but I'll say that's what it is. Okay. Uh, it was some kind of a door uh, that they could uh, take off. And... Uh, Talks about going forth of the ark. Verse 16. Thou and thy wife and thy sons and thy sons' wife had to be a way out. And bring forth with thee every living thing that's with thee. Verse 18. And Noah went forth and his sons and his wife and his sons' wives with him. Every beast, every creeping thing, every fowl, and whatsoever creepeth upon the earth after their kind went forth out of the ark. I'm going to say it was a way out, you know, a door uh, that God had shut him up. Noah now opens it and they're coming out. That's what I'm going to say. I hope that's right. Brother Wade, they had the, uh, at the ark, they had that open the doors to the Bible. Yeah. Uh, they had, you know, it was a big door. Yeah, I think I got a picture of it right here. Yeah. <laughs> Something about like that, but it's probably bigger than that. Yeah. But anyway, it was a way out of the ark. And it was a way into the ark. That ark's a picture of Christ. Uh, you know, his uh, side was, was, was pierced by a sword or by a spear. Yeah. And uh, there came forth water and blood. And uh, that wound in that side right there, that's uh, kind of like the ark. It had a door in the side of it. Said, and Noah builded an altar unto the Lord and took every clean beast and of every clean fowl and offered burnt offerings on the altar. Uh, Abel and Cain, they made an offering to the Lord, and, and I'm going to say that probably. Uh, proceeded from their father uh, Adam and uh, I say it continued all the way down I don't know it doesn't really specify but it, it looks like this is a product of uh, men worshiping God Cain brought him uh, some of the fruit you know that he had uh, Abel brought the first one of his flock but Cain he brought of the fruit of the ground an offering to the Lord, but they've been offering to the Lord. And Noah, he's built an altar and took of every clean beast and every clean fowl and offered a burnt offering and offered burnt offerings on the altar. Uh, they took seven uh, of the clean beast and seven of the clean fowl. And the reason they took the seven was to offer them. Uh, to the Lord that was before the flood ever hit and uh, there was only one male and one female of all the rest verse 21 
And the Lord smelled a sweet Savior, and the Lord said in his heart, I will not again curse the ground anymore for man's sake. How many times was the ground cursed? Twice. Yeah. Once for Adam's sake, once for Cain's sake. God said, I will not again curse the ground anymore for man's sake. For the imagination of man's heart is evil from his youth. What do you think would help a young man uh, to get out of that problem of the imagination of his heart being evil from his youth? Anybody got a comment on that? Ecclesiastes chapter 12, verse 1 says, Remember now thy Creator in the days of thy youth, while the evil days come not, nor the years draw nigh, when thou shalt say, I have no pleasure in them. That's one way. Keep your mind on the Lord. Uh, I may not be able to find this verse, but in Psalms 119 it says, Wherewith shall a young man cleanse his way by taking heed thereunto according to thy word? And uh, like I said, I may not be able to find that. But it's in Psalms 119. And uh, you know, God's got all the provisions uh, for us to keep ourselves clean in our mind. But God here says about us, for the imagination of man's heart is evil from his youth. We're born with problems. And the Bible helps us with that problem. Jesus said, uh, if we were His disciples continuing His Word, and uh, we would know the truth, and the truth would make us free. Proverbs, Solomon the wise man said, Let not uh, God's Word depart from your eye. Keep it in the midst of thy heart, for it's life to all those that find them and health to the flesh. I'm just saying, God has given us everything we need to get out of the dilemma we're in but I'm going to say even though the Bible is the best seller, it's probably the less read, at least in America. Yeah, and in right. third world countries, I mean, they will, one page, they will almost worship it. And uh, First Samuel talks about the Word was precious in those days because there wasn't no open vision. Would to God that the Word was precious in our day. But this verse here says... Uh, not only is man's heart evil from his youth, but he says, Neither will I smite any more everything living as I have done. Now this last verse, I want to really put some emphasis on this verse. While the earth remaineth seed time and harvest and cold and wind and heat and summer and winter and day and night shall not cease. Does anybody see climate change anywhere in verse 22? No. Doesn't it say there's going to be consistency? And uh, you know we can cry out like chicken little, the sky's falling, have world panic, and uh, all kind of uh, programs and all kind of painful things to endure. Or we can just take God at His word and it says, while the earth remaineth seed time and harvest and cold and heat 
and summer and winter and day and night shall not cease. This here is recorded 2,348 years before Christ. I'm 2,022 years after Christ. I know they don't like to use that BCAD, but for 4,000 plus years, it's continued just like God said. And uh, leave it to man to make problems. I heard uh, the president's got COVID again. I think maybe he might need to take a bath in that mandated vaccine that he tried to shove down everybody's throat. He was going with science. So much for science. Well, we'll get off of that. I know that probably went over like a lead balloon. But uh, there is no such thing as climate change. Let me throw this in here. And this is just my pea brain. But when the world was completely covered with water and the mountains were 15 cubics below the surface of the water, what's the condition of the North Pole right now? Froze. What's the condition of the South Pole right now? Froze. Wonder how deep that ice was. It's been melting ever since the flood of Noah's day. Now Al Gore, he made I think $800 million that inconvenient truth. You know, he beating his pan, you know. Uh, we just got, you know, 2030, the world's going to end. Well, you can go with the word of man and pay the price for it. Or you can go with the word of God and keep your mind and your money and your health uh, I'll take a baby aspirin, sleep like a baby. I'm going to reread this verse one more time to all the desensitive ears out there. While the earth remaineth, it's still here. Yeah. Seed time and harvest and cold and heat and summer and winter and day and night shall not cease. You can go with that. Or you can get out there, uh, you know, and protest and cry, scream at the sky and have a party, pity party. You do whatever you want to. I'm going to go with God. Amen. Amen. Uh, Genesis chapter 9. And God blessed Noah. Who was that found grace? Look at him now. And God blessed Noah and his sons and said unto them, Be fruitful and multiply and replenish the earth. Boy, I thank God for the blessing of God. Not only did I find grace April 27th, 1988, but I'll tell you, I've been blessed. The whole song says, I am blessed, I am blessed every time that I live, I am blessed. I can't remember the song, but praise God for the blessing of God. Every day, thank you. Every day that I live, I'm blessed. That's what went there. I'm telling you, thank God for the blessing of God. Thank God for the grace of God and the mercy of God and the compassion of God. But here Noah, he's getting blessed. Verse 2, And the fear of you and the dread of you shall be upon every beast of the earth and upon every fowl of the air and upon all that moveth upon the earth and upon all the fishes of the sea, into your hands are they delivered. God changed Noah's diet. 
and uh, they were vegetarians until right here uh, at least it looks like they were but here uh, God says they're yours they're delivered unto you he said verse 3 every moving thing that liveth shall be meat for you even as the green herb have I given you all things and uh, you know I like a good steak every now and then amen and I like a salad every now and then but all that we eat the Lord's given us the Bible said that uh, all things are clean for our sakes and they will be received with thanksgiving and praise it says verse 4 but the flesh with the life thereof which is the blood thereof shall you not eat uh, let me get this scripture here uh, explain that just a little bit better in Leviticus chapter 17 I think it's verse 11 it says the life of the flesh is in the blood and I've given it to you upon the altar to make atonement for your souls for it is the blood that make atonement for the souls that's in Leviticus chapter 17 verse 11 and God here he says in Genesis 9 verse 4 but the flesh with the life thereof talking about the blood which is the blood thereof shall you not eat God don't want you eating the blood he wants you to eat the steak I do kind of like my little bit medium well done but he kind of wants us to abstain from eating blood there are people that are in such stark rebellion against God that they'll drink blood uh, in their sacrifices Satanists and stuff like that uh, they uh, they just rebel. Uh, they they really do it out of rebellion. And in verse five, God said, "And surely your blood of your lives will I require at the hand of every beast. Will I require it?" In other words, if a beast kills you, God said, "I'm going to require at the hand of every beast." He said, "I'll require it, and at the hand of man." At the hand of every man's brother will I require the life of man. This is kind of like government. Uh, the first, I guess, uh, indication of government mentioned in this verse, verse 5. And surely your blood of your lives will I require at the hand of every beast. If a lion kills you, God's going to hold it guilty. And he said, at the hand of every man, God's going to hold a man guilty. At the hand of every man's brother will I require the life of man. See, God put the blessing upon Noah. And he said, you're blessed. And he goes on down verse 6. Whoso sheddeth man's blood, by man shall his blood be shed. For in the image of God made he man. Uh like I said, this is a type of government uh, that God instituted in these two verses here. And we'll probably stop at this next verse. He says, And you, talking about Noah, be ye fruitful and multiply, bring forth abundantly in the earth and, uh, and multiply therein. I want to go a little further. Uh... He says, And God spake unto Noah and to his sons with him. You know, God's been speaking to Noah all along. Here it says he's talking to his sons now, saying, And behold, I, or let me read this right, 
and I behold, I establish my covenant with you and with your seed after you. Uh, God's making a covenant not only with Noah and his sons, but he's also speaking to Noah's sons. He's been speaking to Noah because Noah found grace, but now he's speaking to Noah and his three sons, Shem, Ham, and Japheth. He said, and, and uh, with your seed after you, God made a covenant with Noah and his sons and with their descendants. He said, and with every living creature that is with you of the fowl of the cattle and of every beast of the earth with you from all that go out of the ark to every beast of the earth and I will establish my covenant with you neither shall all flesh be cut off anymore by the waters of a flood neither shall there uh, neither shall any more be a flood to destroy the earth and God said this is a to- this is the token of the covenant which I make between me and you and every living creature that is with you for perpetual generations, I do set my bow in the cloud and it shall be a token of a covenant between me and the earth and it shall come to pass when I bring a cloud over the earth that the bow shall be seen in the cloud and I will remember my covenant which is between me and you and every living creature of all flesh and the waters shall no more become a flood to destroy all flesh and the bow shall be in the cloud and I will look upon it that I may remember the everlasting covenant between God and every living creature of all flesh that is upon the earth and uh God said unto Noah, This is a token of the covenant which I have established between me and all flesh that is upon the earth. And the sons of Noah went forth of the ark were Shem and Ham and Japheth and Ham, the father of the Canaanites. These are the three sons of Noah. And of them was the whole earth overspread. Somehow or another we're all kin. To this bunch right here. We're going to stop right there verse 19. Anybody got any comments or questions? I'm just glad God's in charge. Amen. Uh, he's doing a good job. And I uh, thank God they've misconstrued the, the rainbow. Uh, even though it was for a good thing. Uh, they've made it something uh, that's not good. And uh, I wish that... Uh, they would observe the things of God with a little bit more respect. Did he knock you off, Brother Ed? Yeah. I'll be back here. All right. Well, we'll stop right there. Like I said, has anybody got any questions or comments? And if not, we'll stop right there. Amen.